Sophocles. <laughs> it's true. Man. What's bapping? I missed that in my second semester seminar. Yeah, all my philosophy, all my stoicism heads. Um, isn't it funny how like there's like all those apps and shit? Like it's like very Silicon Valley to be into the Stoics, mm-hmm. to be into like Euripides and shit. It's true. Yeah. What's What's up with that? Know, it's just like, it's... like provides you like a sort of classical justification for like not talking to your girlfriend <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair yeah and like being afraid to answer the phone because <laughs> the stoics would be like that's out of my control i can't this is the chaos of the world i need to remain poised i've never thought about that but that's a good uh that's a decent read maybe oh, yeah. we'll see anyway all you headspace folks Oh, you can learn something from, from Jonah. Dude, I did a. I was on Headspace one time, like years ago, and it was actually pretty nice. It was pretty chill. I had like a nice, like, uh, man from the Commonwealth. I couldn't say if he was like New Zealander or South African, but he guided me through a nice meditation. Um, obviously, like a, probably a robot voice, but I like Headspace. But as we'll get into later in the show, it always got my gears that like you had to pay for something that you can close your eyes and, and just do yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but a good point. Anyway, before we get there, hey, everyone, we're back. This is The Future is Al, and we're actually um, together this time. Um, yeah, we're back. And we're in the new, as of now, Future is Al studio. So. Yeah, we are. Almost. I've been exfiltrated from behind enemy lines. Um if you listen to the last episode, you'll know we were recording under some adverse conditions. Um, but I have completed my mission, um, and I'm back um, at the Future Is Out compound, which has recently been upgraded um, in a substantial way. Yeah, and I have to say it's very it's very nice and homey in here. Um, Thank you. It's been uh, all of, all of our um, our listeners' um, subscription money has been going towards. Um, yeah it's nice uh it's nice about so yeah just a lot of uh live laugh love posters and candles and um yeah like lacrame or no macrame i actually don't even know what that really is but it sounds like the type of stuff that like moms put in their beach house so and that's (laughs) that's the vibe um listener you can't tell but if you could see me right now i'm I'm laying tummy down on the future Zao <laughs> bunker bed with my feet kicked up behind me in the air and twirling my hair between one finger like a like a teenage girl from a uh, early aughts romantic comedy as it should be as it should be <laughs> um also for and then we'll get into the real business um you hungry jackals of uh, information but 
um little update because yeah. we like to let you know how we're doing right uh, yeah. all this um producer ray just had a surgery and uh he's doing well so yeah producer ray's ray good man is um actually right before this he um destroyed our whole setup and made us have to redo it so he's doing the same thing but um he's yeah he's settling in very nicely so um but yeah so that's all we're there um um yeah so uh all all systems go and we're 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 back um at the uh you know yeah we're back at the abacus and the instrument panel and we are ready to take the temperature of the global uh, techno feudal system and uh, and uh we'll go ahead mac please. yeah i was just say while we're on the topic of the global techno feudal system do you want to uh tell the listeners what we're about real quick what's our what's our, our yeah well yeah, yeah 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 for sure this is the future is out so basically we our podcast this is every different every time i say it but i think we're getting we're arriving at a a, a pure like law of small large numbers or whatever like the more times i say it the more times the closer it will return to an average that is true um basically we like to talk about um the ways in which um sort of non-human systems are defining out the human experience um with more and more sort of certitude that is outside of the domain of human and democratic political control and just sort of and the ways that people are sort of fighting back or that that system is fritzing out, i.e. the way that the more and more we submit to the algorithm, the more and more the algorithm sort of, uh, you know, steps on its own tail, bites its own cheek, and people sort of find a means to uh, live anti-algorithmically. And... All that being said, we hope that the algorithm has delivered to you our terrific podcast. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, we and that know. is obviously that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I like that's be- eloquently and beautifully said, Jonah. I also like to. I must think about this recently. Um, I've been playing Cyberpunk, which I think, like, at some point in our podcasting career, we should maybe do like a live stream, a live or, stream, or, yeah, that or would be like cool. a um, recap of our a cyberpunk playthrough because i feel like it's very yeah that would be fun for this but um i do That's think a good idea we have like a um you know the future's out in a way it's almost like like dumb blade runner it's like as if blade runner was real but like in a simulation where everything was just just really like falling apart and shitty and like not not very like elegant at all yeah unlike the unlike in blade runner where everything is going super well (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i hear you i hear you but um but yeah so that's kind of what we're about i think that's good um kind of uh going on that sort of theme we have uh for today another sort of loose fit relaxed uh episode um busy people over here friends um you're one um me uh mac just got a new job so i've been in preparation for Hell that oh yeah dog um, let's put in um it's probably won't happen but uh listener imagine a little air horn sound um a little um hell yeah dude congrats on that yeah thank you man so it's been yeah for you listeners i haven't had as much time to prepare here but it's been uh hopefully i'll have a lot more interesting stuff to tell you guys because i'll be talking about you know. uh, can you say can you say what your new assignment is yeah or i think is i that... can i i officially gave my like two weeks or whatever so i think i can it's uh at gizmodo um 
which is a tech publication that covers a lot of the stuff that we talk about. I yeah, feel very like much is, so. Uh, has a lot of our voice too, in a way. Well, they're um, they're like a sort of a, a spawn or like a they were an appendage of of the larger Gawker um, organism, which I honestly think R.I.P. Yeah, it's true. People Gawker is very controversial, but I think Gawker was a good thing, man. Like they were like petulant little shitheads who like annoyed and pestered i mean listen all i think you need to know is that peter Thiel, who we've talked about a lot on this show bankrolled the like the fucked up lawsuit that like obliterated gawker uh from the internet and i think it's just like you know you can judge someone by who their enemies are and like clearly gawker was like they were a thorn in the side of powerful people for sure um and gizmodo is like a great like they're like a little little spermatozoa Spermatozoa. shot off from yeah from the the larger egg sac and i do love reading them and you're i'm very stoked that you work for them yeah me too and you're a good fit for sure yeah it's been a it's been something i've been wanting to do for a long time and i think you know with the peter teal thing it's, it's funny i'm actually reading a biography about him right now and it's a big part is like that whole gawker era and i feel like at some point maybe in another podcast we can kind of go into that because it's a kind of crazy story but but yeah no man i think that um i think that like if we're looking back to like the inspiration for this like a lot of the voice and like kind of like they punch above their weight i think like they, yeah. they really take on a lot a lot of the you know sort of silicon valley like you know millionaires like robber baron types and so i think that's somewhere where i want to be so i'm happy that I can be doing that and hopefully yeah, it will dude. inform the podcast you know so I'm sure it will that'll be good but enough of that um what about today what's going on in uh, the news today yeah Jim? what's going on in the news um there was wait what was the thing that uh so we have we have several we um, have some very i feel like iconic features out content like the stories that were t- in the news this week were about is like if we're talking about dumb Blade Runner or just like kind of stupid simulation. <laughs> yeah, dumb Blade is, Runner. There's some is good, good examples of this. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Um, I don't know. Shall we start just at the top of the page? Like, this is some vintage futures out content. Um, with facial lun- facial facial lunch. The lunch, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, um do you want you want to start off? Yeah. So basically, um, per per a story in The Verge, um, nine schools in the UK in Scotland have started using facial recognition to as a means of permitting children to buy their school lunch. Awesome. Um, their logic is that it's faster and more hygienic than taking payments using cards or fingerprint scanners. Which like that just gets slipped into the article, but it's like what? Like <laughs> we skipped that. Kids one. were like <laughs> fucking bio scanning for their lunch. I mean, I remember when I was in school in middle school, like a it's fucked up, and I feel like people have been harping on this more and more recently, and for the better that like kids should get like why don't if you're paying all this money and like why don't you give them a fucking hot dog for lunch like instead of making them pay for it. Because it's like critical to your ability to learn is that you aren't hungry, um, but nonetheless, like kids are buying lunches, and apparently now, yeah, in the UK, in this like small school district in Scotland, it's been um, you know uh, given the go ahead to use facial recognition on these children to like you know bio scan their little their little hook nosed 
uh, Scottish, you know, pale, drawn faces um, into giving them, you know, haggis, their lunch haggis, um, and charging them whatever that costs, um, which is, of course, you know, kind of fucked up um, to the degree that kids' faces are being, like, subjected, you know, kids are getting, essentially, it's like, imagine, like, I don't know, it's like, we all acknowledge finger like this type of stuff now because it's on your iPhone. But imagine like if your kid was getting like fingerprinted, like he was at fucking Central Bookings when he was getting his his lunch. It's like I don't know. Does that is that is that quite right? Like is that good? It's also what I guess. Like the thing is, and like it's the headline is funny and stuff, and it is like extreme. But it's also it goes speaks to so much of this stuff that we've talked about in the past with whether it's facial recognition or these other stuff. It's like what's the point? Because like and they they kind of like, yeah, like why is lift this the happening? lift the the curtain up a little bit because they they're very explicit in their like brochure that we'll I'm sure we'll talk about in a second yeah. about the point of this, which is that they're they say that um, the facial recognition scan. Uh, subtracts five seconds on average <laughs> of time from each payment for and like i don't listeners like you've all had fucking been sitting in lunch lines like okay what what are you doing with that extra five seconds right Dude, Picking that's five your nose more seconds and, like, that yeah that you can like <laughs> um, fucking throw doing, shit like, at like coordinated <laughs> harassment on snapchat of your classmate or like um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone. Do you remember Jabber? No, what was it called? Yik Yak or something? Do you remember? There was something when we were kids that was like it was like the bully app at the time, mm. where it was like I think it was called. I don't know. Yik something. Yik where, is a thing. Or... Where like you fucking? It was like. Uh, well, there. I remember would post rumors and stuff. The like thing that. on my the thing I remember was like Curious Cat, okay. where like clearly like, girls who were like it was mostly girls who were like you know, wanted attention would like set up a thing where you could like anonymously like ask them questions. And it was just like inevitably a funnel for like abuse and like just people being horrible and like probably mostly like sexually frustrated teenage boys like saying mean shit to them. But the, I remember there was like a lot of girls would like go on Curious Cat and then like post their answers on, on I, I guess on Facebook. Um, so there's, that's like a, you know, fate, lunch is a vital time for uh, all of that sort of online, um, you know, uh, like miss, you know, misdevelopment to happen. Sure. Absolutely. Well, okay. But, but even aside from that though, like to the brochure, I guess the other point they were saying, which I, I don't know, I just thought this was rich that they're saying it's more hygienic to use facial recognition because you don't have to deal with cash or with touching germs in a credit card, which is like, I, it's a, how can you read that not as a parody or as like a troll? You know what I mean? It's like, if you put, I'm imagining for the listeners, like the, the weight, like the pedestal or like the, the thing where you have the weight that has like the, you know, the, the scale on one end, the other. And on this one end you have, germs you get from touching a dollar bill or from like giving someone a credit card and then two the un like the um the new terrain of giving someone like a whole database of child's faces that they can then use with like you know real accountability which one's more important oh like you don't want them to have fucking yeah like, that's literally <laughs> like, like that's like like <laughs> as if like if the government was like hey we're getting rid of driver's licenses and instead we're going to have like a full 3D scan of your head <laughs> right. that every cop can access through a, a contact lens at any given time because it's so annoying sometimes like, 
you know, when your like ID is like stuffed up with all your credit cards and you're trying to get it up through your wallet, but like <laughs> you can't get the right one out and then they like get stuck it's together true. and then so one true. falls out and it's just like, isn't that just so annoying? So we just fixed it. We fixed it. It's good. Ah, we fixed it's it. Like, so now you come in a bottle and give it to us and we fucking yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, don't, well, we're going to be talking about that later. Yeah, well, so, uh, foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing, but yeah, basically, well, we're, there's this really funny pamphlet, um, <laughs> that this school system rolled out and i will add before we talk about it, it's nine schools in scotland but according to this article um there are uh like 90 some other schools in um in the uk that have already signed up to basically um adopt this type of software so you know i think it's just like this facial this facial recognition shit is uh yo it's yo it's funny to me but it is also very much in vogue uk is also very into it specifically without going too into it they have like in london tv yeah they have one of the most advanced live facial recognition systems which like the translation of that means that their cctv is hooked up to like facial recognition which means that like they have essentially like they're scanning public spaces at all times which is like, you know, the biggest equivalent is like people say like they do that in a lot of like large Chinese cities, but they're doing that in London like today. Um, so, so UK and also, I mean, we can we should talk about the brochure, but in the U.S., like there is a lot of facial recognition that happens in schools as well, but usually it's spilled as like something around security. It's not for lunch lunch money, <laughs> but um, it is a thing. Although, like notably in like like New York State recently passed a law that outlaws facial recognition schools and several cities have as well but it is a thing but yeah do you want to talk about the brochure it's yeah the brochure is really funny i mean i remember when i was in high school like i had a i had a code that i would just punch in and that's how i bought my lunch and it was like my parents put like a couple bucks on there and it was literally like tack 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 and that was that um it wasn't exactly like a log jam um, but basically, in this in this brochure, which has like a little girl with a plate of what looks like um, pot penne pasta with raw <laughs> broccoli on top, which I assume is what British <laughs> children are eating. Right. Um, makes sense. Probably, if 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 not worse, <laughs> that's probably the that's probably like a special occasion that they get to eat that um, instead of just like gray slop just yeah like, like a, some a, 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 a pie with crows in it <laughs> just like a whole crow in a pie um but instead yeah so they say look like it's easy you don't have to do anything you don't have to carry a co- uh, any form of identification or even enter a pin um what i love though about this is there's like a little little bar across the the middle of this pdf pamphlet and it says did you know Biometrics are not new. Their roots have been traced back to ancient Egyptian times. The use of finger images, which what is an interesting phrase. The use <laughs> yeah, of right. finger images <laughs> as a security device started with Chinese officials using them to seal documents in the second century BC. So it's like, hey, parents, don't worry. We're as progressive as the Song <laughs> Dynasty in China of 3,000 years ago. It's like, yeah. did you worry that like um 
your kids aren't living under the enlightenment rational ideal of like personal sovereignty it's like don't worry we've we're, we're we are conducting our school as would the ancient egyptians or like the fucking ming dynasty of the celestial empire of china so nothing to worry about. It's all good. It's all good. Other, in other words, it's all good. For, yeah, I mean, this for listeners who last week heard the ad that Ring put out, there's such eerily like, similar connections here where it's like, these are people who are paid a lot of money to like think about how to market this shit, and like, this is what they come up with. This is and what it's they come like... up with, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, okay, before we move on from this whole, this little thing, do we want to talk about the, the 7-Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. The 7-Eleven angle. For sure. Um, you know, you guys thought 9-Eleven was bad. <laughs> Just wait till you hear about 7-Eleven. Um, this is a headline from a, um, a New Zealand website, news, night, news channel called ZDNet. Quote, 7-Eleven breached customer privacy by collecting facial imagery without consent. Um, basically... And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 7-Eleven was conducting surveys. 7-Eleven Australia. In for Australia, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, with on these like tablets, which, which were like, I imagine like the checkout tablets where you would like answer some questions and it would snap a picture of your face and then snap it at the beginning and then at the end and use that information to sort of, uh, you know, I guess suss out people's... Um, relationship and emotional state vis-a-vis checking out from 7-eleven and buying like a banana and a monster energy drink or something well i think the whole Uh, thing is like very like the whole why are they taking the photo of it is pretty up in the air (laughs) you know what i mean like like, what what were you doing yeah guys the whole the whole reason for taking the photo of something you're i think it was pretty much it's like a customer satisfaction survey why you need like a photo of someone's face for that is pretty well i'll say this this is from the article the facial images were uploaded to the server as algorithmic representations or quote face prints that were then compared with other face prints to exclude responses that 7-eleven believed may not be genuine okay um that's strange so which is weird but basically here's the crux of it Quote, 7-Eleven also used the personal information to understand the demographic profile of customers who completed the survey. So basically they're like, oh, we have like um, 10% more like, I guess this is like an American example, but like, oh, we have more Aborigines um, who like come to this location. Like we should sell them the shit that we know like that they, they like to use. Like much in the same way that like, new ports and like menthol cigarettes have come under fire in the united states because they're like clearly marketed to black people and are like really even more pernicious and dangerous than regular cigarettes it's just like you know just like micro targeting people so they can better sell them their like evil slop (laughs) but in a a sequel again like not to be a broken record but in a sequel to what we just talked about with the kids in england like What's the fucking point? Like you're 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 scanning these images of people at like of all it's of all places. This is why it's again like dumb Blade Runner. It's like it's not necessarily like the FBI scanning you to like check you against like you know this terrorist database. It's Seven Eleven to see like if like black dudes like <laughs> yeah. like Twinkies more than fucking Mexican guys. And it's like yeah, yeah. what the it's fuck? True. Like what are we yeah, what are it's we very doing? Sad. Like <laughs> how much effort has gone into just like micro targeting like selling seven percent more 
more little debbie products right to uh yeah um samoans someone someone <laughs> someone put this uh, a slight tangent but someone put this the other way uh i forget who it was but they were saying about how just in terms of the general like privacy stuff how like you know if we if it was the government right i'm being scare quotes the government like doing a lot of these like privacy violations and tracking your data people would be up in arms but we're not because it's people that are trying to sell you toilet paper that are doing it and so you're just like <laughs> you don't care but anyway but in the in the 7-Eleven example there there was a great image from one of the stores where it showed that like kind of like um you know how now, maybe this is a good example how like now if you go into a store they have a sign that says like you have to have a mask to enter they would have signs that be like this it's like kind of hidden but it would say that like this area is like under facial recognition like as in like you consent when you enter um to like technically being under facial recognition just by like reading the sign and it makes you at least it made me wonder it's like is that something that we're going to see a lot more of now where it's just like you have like a little pamphlet outside that says like you by by entering the store you consent to essentially yeah, I mean, I actually, like, at my new job, which is one of my new bartending jobs, is over in uh, Midtown East, and, like, there is one of those Amazon stores that has no employees. Oh, really? Um, where you, like, yeah, and I actually tried to go into one the other day, just to, just to check it out, because I was early, um, and, like, it didn't work, like, like, my Amazon app, like, it's just, like, it was just, like, a fucking stupid malfunction, which was just, like, seemed very appropriate, like, um so instead i like lingered outside the turnstile and took advantage of their ac and drank some free water which was actually really nice um but yeah that that stuff is clearly that stuff is clearly happening have Um, you have you seen this again maybe this will be for another episode but because of those amazon stores have you seen the palm thing that they're doing i think they're doing in those stores so they have this um this is definitely something we should talk about another time. But like, they have this payment system, Amazon now. I think it's in the in the bookstores, in those stores, and like, it's going to be coming at Whole Foods now, where they have a palm scanner where you put in your palm print, and it will link it to your Amazon account, and then your credit card that's there. And so then you just have to, when you enter these stores, enter in your just like hover your hand over the this like kiosk, and then it automatically will charge you anything to your um. Yeah, whatever you take off a shelf, whatever you exit with, um, because it's linked to your biometrics. Um, and they're trying to sell this to like stadiums and stuff and like other like large places that yeah. need payment systems. Well, this is funny. I mean, like this it's sort of what you were talking about earlier, mentioned briefly, which is just like the degree to which these companies have like um power that verges on like um sort of official official state um like uh authority there was this there was this opinion piece that i just pulled up that i saw a couple weeks ago which is in bloomberg opinion and it's it says headline give amazon and facebook a seat at the united nations deck given the scope of their ambitions and our dependence on them behemoth brand should be treated and held to account for what they really are commercial superpowers so basically the premise is that like um all of these major companies like walmart fedex taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company which we'll be talking about later um employ so many people and have such um significant 
you know, clout in 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 sort of uh, throwing their weight around in the global economy that they should be inducted formally into the UN um, and be given essentially this the same uh, uh, imprimatur of nation states and this has sort of gone into in in detail but I just think it it really speaks to like the backwards sort of thinking of these people of like who are writing Bloomberg opinion columns which is that like not that like oh it's a it's a it's maybe worthy of scrutiny or contempt or 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 mistrust that like uh Microsoft has now accumulated or Walmart employs the number of people that is roughly equal to the population of Botswana or that like Amazon has the GDP of like you know fucking probably like most of west africa combined yeah a small european yeah it's just like instead because that's the case we should um you know we should give them a seat at the table to determine like you know these questions of political sovereignty setting aside entirely the fact that there are like private entities that are controlled by like one or two people with absolutely zero democratic input or at least like they don't even pretend to be democratic um in the way that uh, you know, a lot of a lot of nations do. Um, anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, but Agreed, I just but thought that was funny. Yeah, I, no, I agree with the sentiment. Um, but backing back up to Seven Eleven, so like, what happened to to Seven Eleven? So, um, basically, the whole reason we even know about this was because they did a do do. Um, the their Australia has a privacy commission, which the U.S. notably does not have. Um, but this privacy commissioner, um essentially like made 7-Eleven come public with this data um, and because they ruled that it was like um, a violation of Australians' privacy rights and 7-Eleven, their argument against this was kind of interesting. They were saying that um, capturing someone's facial scans didn't amount to um, collecting personal information because they didn't use it to monitor and track people. Which is like a funny way of like of of trying to like uh, carve that line because yeah, you're... that's like me getting pulled <laughs> over with a ghost gun and being like, "You, but uh, I wasn't doing. I didn't have this to kill people, like, right? So... I just have this because it makes me feel good to have it." So surprisingly, that didn't fly, like, officer. I wasn't gonna do this coke. I just like having it, right? It's, it's right. just like it makes me feel better to have it. It's like the thing that it's but I'm for. I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm like, obviously I'm not gonna snort this cocaine. So they um, it didn't so work did out not, for them. That didn't work. Did not work. No, they, Damn, um, but uh, it's funny. You know what they should do? Um, they should try this in the U.S. because it, <laughs> our courts seem to have like a more tolerance for these type of arguments, <laughs> as it would seem. Um. That's all I have to say on that. I feel like it's it's just a, yeah, a funny that story. On, um, that's that on that. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on, J- Jonah? Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep plowing ahead. Um, Apologies um, if I'm sputtering right now. The um, I'm from Texas, and the Astros are in the American League Championship Series right now against the Red Sox. So I'm full transparency trying to pull up the eighth inning um, right now. So What game in the series is it? It's game... Th- we're down 1-2, so it's game four. Game, and it's the best of four. five? Yeah. best of seven it's best of seven okay. um but um again not to lose you guys on baseball but we um i love the astros to death they're, I, they're like my religion <laughs> we just gave up um two grand slams in two consecutive innings 
And uh, in total, I think we've given up 18 runs in three games. So we're not, we're doing great, but we're about to win this game. So um, anyways, um, that's um, if you... All right, you know, it it kills me to root for, um, you know, obviously it's like, picking the worst of the lesser of two evils between Houston, Texas and Boston, Boston. Massachusetts. But um come on. There's a clear there's a clear better option I'll there. Abstain. <laughs> um You're from Pittsburgh, come on. What do you mean? Know your enemy, as Rage Against the Machine famously said. Know your enemy. Um yeah, you're y'all are both my enemies. In any case, um okay. Listen, Mac, we have a lot more important yeah, details to dive into. Uh, do you um, want to talk about one second? <laughs> so, very professional. Do you want to talk about um, guns or come? Guns or come? I think um, yeah. What of the, the the three letter word that haunts this nation like a specter? Gun and come. Um, let's flip a coin. Let's talk about come. Let's talk about come. We I feel like we don't talk about come enough on this. That's on this absolutely podcast. true. Listen. <laughs> We've been we've been getting your emails. We hear you, and we are doing better. We are going to talk about come more, um, starting with today. This is for you, um, listeners. So this is an article from the Atlantic. Um, headline: The children of sperm donors want to change the rules of conception. Does everyone have a right to know their biological parents? Um, what's the upshot of this article? Um. As far as I can tell, it seems that um, the a- the days of uh, busting and and piecing from the sperm bank are no longer. Those halcyon days of just busting your nut and walking out with the blissful knowledge that you've just given life to uh, so many barren couples. You know, big governments trying to get in the way of that. Yeah, I will. So that's eloquently said. I mean, better. You said more in 40 words and this article said in 3000. But I will I will say, though, um, the article, um, they do they do try to make it an eloquent. They use several case studies of people um, who were born from anonymous donors of, um, you know, at sperm banks. And basically the way they're f- framing it is that there is a lot of now adults who were born from anonymous sperm who like you know they want to know who their daddy was they want to know who all these people were um but in the u.s unlike several other countries which i didn't know this is the case it's still legal to you know shoot your load get some money for it and then uh, call it a day but apparently like in the uk for example and in several other countries it's actually illegal like in order to donate sperm you have to provide your information and i think that like by that merit no the fly child by night nut busters <laughs> no fly by night nut busters the romanticism is just like yeah, what happened dude yeah <laughs> um but by that merit it means that like um why we talking about this is that like that means that yeah, why, then, why are we talking yeah. about this now? <laughs> yeah well it means that like um a child um from one of these situations could then theoretically go and like meet their parent or whatever and so that's the way they frame it in the story which um and like all respect to the writer i think it was well done but i read it as somewhat of a comedy not intentionally because like they're definitely framing it as like kind of a civil rights issue where it's like these disenfranchised young people who never got to know their fathers their true fathers granted don't many of them have 
fathers probably all who are probably not, all of them because you have to pay a lot of money right. to get like they're n- good sperm <laughs> that sperm is is and that's like that is that pure that's like that good sperm like you're not getting like you're not getting like your average incel like wandering in and 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 busting like a sad nut to end up in someone's uterus like Jonah, do you know i can't even donate sperm yeah, Mac I've, cannot donate Not that I've sperm, tried, Mac, but I've looked into this. Have you not tried? Well, <laughs> well, you would have, but Mac, <laughs> what's the, yeah, what's listeners, the if you don't know, is basically a perfect biological specimen, <laughs> other than the fact that he is a short king. Um, by certain metrics. Thank you. By certain metrics, Mac is somewhat of a short king. So, if from at least from you're the, not like super short either. You're like an I'm better. I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, the, like the in global Central average, America, you'd be like yeah. You're the global average. But apparently, for at least the the sperm banks that I've been targeted for, that you, uh, because it is a thing. You're about to say frequenting. Yeah, frequenting. You. And um, <laughs> but no, there was like a as I recall, it was a five eleven or six foot cap and that's just one thing but there you must is, be this tall to ride yeah, yeah but there is but there are like actually a lot of other things too though right where you have to have like i'm pretty sure gingers are often like if you have red hair right. you're often not allowed because folks don't consider that desirable well yeah because they i mean you know but okay um, <laughs> but um but no, no there's I mean, yeah but there, there's a lot of like strict qualifications and like in a way they wouldn't say this, but I would go, it is sort of like a mild eugenics that's happening with like sperm donations, right? Because you are like very, there, there is like a very no, specific it's like type of explicitly eugenic. Like, yeah. You have to meet all of these like standards. Like you can't have any history of any type of congenital illness, including like depression or anxiety, like right. these things that are a little more mutable. It's not like, you know, um, like parkinson's or something um which fair enough but i mean you don't want to reproduce those if you can if you can avoid it um at least in terms of like actual congenital illnesses but then yeah you basically have to have like you basically have to pass like i imagine like what would be like some joseph mengele level like racial purity exams um in order to be able to pass on your seed yeah um and i and like i again like this is this is i'm not saying this based off of like factual knowledge but based off of the stuff that we've (laughs) seen you can take that for granted in anything we say (laughs) right but uh based off of the based off of like the incentives and the proper structure and the people who can afford to have sperm donations yeah like it's not necessary yeah and like i think there's definitely probably if you look at the data, there's some racial component that's happening here too, right? One it's not, trillion percent. And so that goes to what we were saying before, is that like, not to take away from these children who like feel like they, you know, are longing to know their parents, but they also are coming from a position where like they are kind of like little Hitler use, where they have like just the, 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 they've been like <laughs> not bred, to take anything away like, from them, but <laughs> but they, they have are like Hitler Jugend. They're, they're like little fucking like um you know just super soldier people and like they and, are and i would like to see a photo of them and they're all probably have like big they all, right. all look like one of the hemsworth just chiseled brothers. cheekbones yeah, all like naturally cut without trying and like anyway but like so why are we talking about this is well like, i want to yeah quickly from that article so this article in the atlantic by um sarah zong who uh goes into this in some depth i mean she does point out that 
An estimated 30 to 60,000 children are conceived with donor sperm every just in the year. US, just in the U.S., in yeah. The, just in the U.S., and that may well be an underestimate um, because there aren't really hard, hard figures on that, on that question. Um, and basically, there's become a, like a movement of, of folks who are campaigning for Basically, the abolition of the current regime under which people can, like Max said, sort of, you know, nut and strut, if you will, out of the donor, out, out, out of the sperm bank, um, knowing that they've probably just, you know, spread their seed far and wide and not have to be responsible for it. Um, so there's like, you know, she goes in to talk to all these people who are like, ah, I don't know whom, I don't know my biological father. Um, and it's just like, dude, well, okay. tons of people don't know their biological father. Get a fucking grip. Like, yeah, well, this is where things you get... have a, you have, you have, you, you, you're, you're, he's probably Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so just be grateful. <laughs> or just like some dude that's like in his mom's basement that happens. Yeah. Great he genes. just has a chronic um, masturbatory <laughs> syndrome. Well, this here. is where things get a little bit weird though. And kind of future is how I guess is that to that part, that part of the equation notwithstanding there is the case that like because this is kind of a small selection of people who are eligible to like be sperm donors there's not a the amount of people who do uh volunteer to have their sperm donated a lot of them have like hundreds of kids right you know what i mean like there's <laughs> that like, is quite weird which actually. so there are there are like a lot of people who like potentially and they go into this in the in the article about like people will like go on ancestry.com or they'll go on like like, like uh 33 and me like the the dna um tracking websites and they'll find like half brothers and half sisters and then all trace this like huge lineage of kids back to like some dude who like <laughs> donate a bunch of sperm but, like ultimately it's like who cares like i mean right. like my perspective is like i mean people are so obsessed i mean with like oh tracing their lineage back to like what like oh my fucking if I trace my lineage, there's probably like some, uh, you know, Jewish um, shtetl dweller who made shoes is my great great grandfather, or like um, some Irish potato farmer. And it's just like, that's fine. Like, well, uh, yeah, good for that. them. Like, I, I appreciate them for doing it. But it's just like, who, who really gives a shit? And it's just like, just be thankful you're alive. Um,. To the extent that, like, you, you have parents, I mean, a lot of people have parents and they don't get to meet them, um, not because they, like, busted in a cup, but because they're, like, I don't know, never had the opportunities or, like, the sort of economic reality that allowed them to raise a kid properly. Um, well, I guess, I mean, that's the thing. And also, people who, need, people who need donated sperm, it's, like, Let's not. We don't want to dry up the, the towel as it as it were. Like if I I consider like listen, Mac. I know you. We've both considered donating our our jism sure. to the human race. Um, turns out you were too short. I think I am I'm too, too de- Jewish. I'm too Jewish and depressed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, 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 no!" I'm too Jewish and depressed to do it. So we were both got ruled out. And it's just like, folks, do you want like this reservoir? This cum reservoir is gonna dry up. 
in an instant if you start making people be like oh by the way any person child that you become responsible for is going to be able to like track you down and like demand answers from you it's like who's gonna no one's nutting in that cup man. also i mean i'm just imagining like from your perspective of like i mean i haven't done it but like a lot of the dudes i'm saying dudes because it usually is like young guys who are looking for money who like donate their semen? Yeah, young bucks, like <laughs> <laughs> just virile bucks. Virile studs, and, yeah. <laughs> and like you know, they're usually like eating ramen and like at like state school and like kind of chilling. And then like you go back. Do you have a specific instance <laughs> that you want to talk about? They wear like loose yeah, basketball dude, they're shorts. Usually, like, and, like <laughs> yeah, wearing loose basketball shorts, eating ramen on a Thursday. When they, I walk in and they lock eyes with me, and I and I follow them back to their dorm, and we yeah. talk about uh you know rousseau and anyway but these yeah anyway these dudes are usually like making some cash right like that's the whole point of this yeah it's and so it seems like operation (laughs) (laughs) fuck cash for clunkers cash for comers (laughs) (laughs) but like but yeah i mean it's just like the idea of like i get where the people are coming from but to change a law that says that like now all of a sudden these people who like were sold this deal which is that like you get some money to just like do this thing now all of a sudden they have to be held responsible for like the actual like you know like i can imagine it's we're joking but like if you all of a sudden had like your 30 year old son who was like just your your sperm like come to you and like demand answers like then it becomes something else where it's like it's this whole emotional thing because even if you didn't intended to be the way it's like this person like they're expressing to you all their like problems in their life and it's like you you do rightfully or wrongfully feel some sort of responsibility and that's a lot of um you know it's flipping the uh flipping the script a little bit it's a it's a it's a dirty deal you know it's a bit of a dirty deal and i think there are a lot of people who i mean more and more and more these days like there's people have spoken i mean there's a lot of literature out there about the fertility crisis i mean our fucking nuts are chock full of microplastics. Like pretty much every person in this country has a fuck goddamn credit card worth of microplastic floating around in their body. It's like pretty much a miracle if you can conceive a child these days. So I think a lot of people really benefit from uh, whoever those pure, like those those absolute stat, those wild stallions <laughs> who are running out there among us. And like you know, we may see them every day. We may. <laughs> They may be your neighbor. They may be your 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 burrito artist at Chipotle, and they're just absolute stallions, shooting absolute, just hearty virile ropes. And we need them, and we don't need to scare them away by saying like, "Oh, every every little child you conceive from the nut bank is gonna come find you and like want to have answers." It's just like let them shoot their nuts in peace and. Because frankly, at this point, like we're not going to be able to reproduce for much longer without these, these, uh, you know, these absolute step warriors, these these Mongols, these gladiators um, of fertility. As yeah, it they're were. fertile yeah. gladiators. So that's that's really all I have to say on that. That's all I have. To I'm say pretty on much certain that my my nuts are are roasted. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. I don't have any. I must be shooting blanks. I mean. <laughs> I don't know it for sure, but like I've drank in like seven monster energy drinks. <laughs> that come, the white can. Oh no, really not the white one. No, the white one's oh, really no. good. But I've been drinking those, dude. I've been doing all types of shit. 
I've been flying on airplanes, dude. I've had all types of nonsense. Like, my poor nuts, like, they must be... They're fighting for their life at this point, uh, <laughs> if, if, if anything. So, we need our stallions, and don't make them, you know, submit, submit an ID. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm all about that. Hey, how about uh, with that listener, there's a lot of imagery for you to sort of take in. So why don't we give you a little <laughs> yeah. little break and listen to some sultry sounds. Um, from Dalton Core. From Dalton Core. Uh, while you Dalton think Coor. about our um, young bucks and b stallions. <laughs> yeah. How's that sound? That sounds great to me, dude. <laughs> all right, we'll be back soon. Tempo on Spotify and Instagram. Um, so you can bliss out his, uh, his tunes. Some good shit, huh? It is good shit, man. He's a, he's a gifted composer. When I was actually on my, um, you know, he was one of the safe houses that I availed myself of on my, uh, on my sort of uh, journey out west, which uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss too much of, but, um, you know. Dalton is an absolute, he's a Future is Out asset and a Future is Out safe house um, tier member, so respect. Also, um, uh, before we go further, I mean, this is, we've been doing this a couple episodes, but I think we'll keep it going. We don't have to go too long into it, but this is kind of the time in the show where, you know, we just want to acknowledge you Future is Out listeners and say, Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, you guys rock. And, uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but if you have the chance to share this with someone you know, maybe your dad who has uh, got a tinfoil hat or maybe like uh, some other person you know that might be, um, you know, a little bit disenchanted with like the state of the world or maybe just someone else who you think uh, would like to hear Jonah's whimsings on people that are really full of um, hearty sperm. Please do. I mean, that would be great. Um, yeah, dude, give us a five star on uh, on Apple Music, all yeah. that, all that jazz. It would be really cool. And, and if you don't, also, thanks for just being here. You know. And yeah, cool. even thanks then, cheers. Um, that being said, um, you know, we're not going to coerce you by means of violence, but there are people out in this world who are capable and willing to do that, and they're going to do it by means of guns in this in in these united states 
Um, and if as if guns weren't scary enough, it is October, folks. It is getting close to Halloween, and we do have to talk to you. So I hope you're sitting down about ghost guns. Ghost guns. Ah! Ah! No! Um, what are ghost guns, Mac? Ghost guns are the guns that um, the Adams family used to... Ki- no, so ghost guns are a thing that has become a, a phrase now, but basically it's untraceable guns. So that comes through many fashions, but really what we're going to be talking about today um, is the idea of 3D printed guns. So you may have seen like 3D printing is a thing with like, um, you know, a lot of art projects use it, a lot of like, uh, actually in medicine, they use it for certain things, but it has been sort of the last couple of years, there has been a movement, um, to like create blueprints for either parts of guns or for whole guns that then can be used with any, really essentially anyone that has like a pretty high quality 3d printer and has the materials they can then take that blueprint create a gun that doesn't have a serial number and doesn't have anything else that could be traced on any sort of like federal database or state database um and they have a functioning gun and these are called ghost guns yeah and i guess like so there's this article that came out uh last week about um the proliferation of these ghost guns in los angeles and um you know taking with a fat grain of salt anything that um you know a police department as big as the lapd would is willing to say because they have obviously I mean, they're fucking dirty as hell. I mean, look into the LA, go just go into their Wikipedia page and go to the controversies page. I mean, they'll tell you all you need to know. But nonetheless, they have um, they have said that in just in the past year, untraceable weapons, i.e., weapons that were printed or have major components that are printed out of polymers without any um, serial number or any means of tracing them. Um, basically made at home were linked to 24 killings, eight attempted homicides, and dozens of assaults and armed robberies since January, um, according to Yahoo News, which is citing this report from the LAPD. And like the, I guess like the year over year increase of like the reported ghost yeah, guns was so, a, was really high too. Yeah, right? yeah. To, like, to to give you the exact figure. During the first half of this year, which is 2021, the department confiscated 863 ghost guns, nearly 300% increase over the 217 it seized during the same period last year. So basically, there does seem to be a trend in which people are have 3D printers, are accessing these, basically are just AutoCAD files, like these like digital drawing files that you can get online in like a very small file, just like a download it and then you can just plug it into your 3d printer if you have one which aren't that hard to get i mean they are they're not like cheap but you can definitely get one and then it will basically make a precise down to like the you know hundredth millimeter copy of the digital file that um it's told to reproduce made of like a super hard um super um uh like durable polymer material that you can then just plug into like the barrel or something else like some other part of a gun that isn't um you know subject to the same controls or serial numbers that um presumably help people 
or help like law enforcement keep a lid on or keep control of like what firearms are going around all of that is would all of that is to say you know all of that is i guess predicated on the notion that like there aren't hundreds of thousands of guns floating around illegally already which is maybe its own thing that we'll get into but um this is like a sort of uh it's an interesting sort of new frontier for um you know the the fucking brigands and bandits of the 21st century yeah well i think what do you think about it yeah well i think one thing worth keeping in mind because i think i mean if you were to read just this article what the lapd and like many others don't make necessarily as clear is that like they're calling these things ghost guns and there are like if you look on the on online there are like blueprints and schematics for like whole you know completely 3d printable guns but for the most part they don't work very well like this was something a couple years ago um in 2018 really there was like this big sort of it was the big debate over 3d guns and because as you were mentioning they're mostly polymers or like plastics um fully 3d printed guns which are like the entire thing is 3d printed to date like they're only capable of really taking a couple shots because like the barrels right. heat up was, too much that was a all question i had um they're really inefficient but but like, but what a lot of what is a real thing that like a lot which i i would have to dig into it but i think is really what these like numbers are talking to in the lapd story is that you can print 3d print just the firing mechanism of say of an ar-15 the receiver right the receiver or like another part that like everything else works but the part that would have like the the thing that's traced which is like this specific mechanism because this is the thing is that like with say for an ar-15 for example right um they are built specifically to be modified right so it's like they're the ar-15 is not a single thing there's like many different components that people switch out all the time for them but the thing that has the serial number and has like the identification is like it's either the like you said the receiver or it's the firing mechanism i need to be checked on that but that's there is like the core bit of it and like that part is what can be 3D printed, and that's the part that makes it a ghost gun. Because all the other shit, like, people... You can have a registered firearm, but, like, you can switch out the handle, you can switch out the barrel, you can switch out the all these other things, and that doesn't change. What changes is, like, the this main component that is, like, what is traceable. Um, and that's the thing that, like, a lot of people are, like, have learned how to, like, create a 3D printable blueprint for. Um, and so I think that's what's being called the ghost gun more more so than like oh it's like the sci-fi like we're building this whole gun no it's quite it's quite like prosaic ultimately it's just like there's a specific part that has like a lot of small moving parts um that that's usually serialized and like you can just you know take a, a proper rendering of that and then like put it into a file and then that can just be like spat out via a 3d printer and that does make it impossible to trace and to to track but i mean this is the thing that i'm like concerned about or not concerned about but like this is why i think this is like a bit of a moral panic more than anything else which is that like there are hundreds of millions of rather like yeah like famously hun- there's more guns than people in the united in states in the united right. states which has 325 million or so 350 million people 
there are more than there are at least you know probably close to 400 million guns in this country i can't imagine it's not as though we have the gun situation buttoned down and now like these these rogues these you know these like you know rogues who've gone to fucking design school at parsons or and whatever are like you know upending the uh the social contract vis-a-vis guns it's just like there's so many guns out there it's like honestly i'm not even a fuck i'm not a connected guy i don't have any any uh tendrils in the underworld but like i probably could except for your safe houses except for my well that's 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 distinct i mean that's the government business and i won't say which one but like i know someone who could buy me cocaine and that person probably knows someone who could buy me a gun right and it's probably two levels therefore removed right for sure the notion of like oh i need to have a 3d printer like i need to have my friend who's at like you know rizd Go print me a, a receiver so I can, like, you know, do, a, do an assault rifle attack on my rival gang. It's yeah. just, like, it is a, a thing. It's not not real, but it's, like... You could also just go to a gun show just and, go like, to go gun. to the yeah. dude who's, like, selling, like, a non-authorized seller, right? Which I is mean, Mac, all these places. Am right. I, did you not, when we were in school together, in journalism school, like, didn't you do that for, it's like, true. a story? I did. I you mean... Just, for what to be fair, I, so I did. It was like for one of my classes. It was like I went into a gun show in Dallas and like bought a, f- a pistol, which I still have. Um, I, so <laughs> I bought from Mac was an, like went up and was like, "Hey, I'm a felon. Can I have this gun?" Okay, and he so, was like, "One thousand percent, dude." So I didn't do that, but okay, groundwork. I did buy. So basically, the big distinction is like there's authorized and non-authorized sellers. So the authorized sellers have to do background checks. Um, which is like, I guess like legit, but we'll go into how well that's <laughs> kind of not actually, not yeah. actually thing. But then there's also non-authorized sellers who there are a lot of them at gun shows, but what they basically, I'm simplifying this, but what it really is, is that like a non-authorized seller at a gun show, when they sell you a gun, they're essentially selling it to you the same way that I would sell Jonah a gun, which is that like, I'm selling it to my friend, which that under U.S. law just is, Venmo you, is, yeah. is is there's no you you're not required a background check. There's no there's no uh, regulations under that. Like if it's if I'm giving it to my kid, I'm giving it to my friend. You don't have to do any of like the federal regulations. And because for reasons that I'm not equipped to tell, you can be an unauthorized arms dealer or like a seller at a gun show, and like some of them still work. And like it's not just you would think. Oh, they're just selling like you know your family's old like shotgun or something like no like a lot of them sell pretty nice weapons um but to back up like the guy that i bought from he was an authorized seller i did do a background check but this is like legit what happened was i was 20 20 or 21 when i did this um had no idea what the fuck i was doing went up was clearly like nervous because i was doing it for a journalism show and i asked the guy i was like um can I get a, a pistol? And, the, and I shit you not, the very first thing he said to me, before he said anything else, he said, do you want it to be concealable? And I said, um, I don't know, like, not, not necessarily. Like, I, like, I, like, bow hunt. Like, I just kind of want a pistol. And he was like, 
Okay, so you want it to be concealable. Let me show you the things, and he went to go show me these, like, the smallest versions of the pistols he had, and he was pointing, he grabbed a couple and pointed to his waistband, he said, like, this is where you can fit it here, like, no one will see, it's all good, like, blah, blah, he said, like, and he was specifically, um, you know, trying to, like, sell me something that, like, would be able to fit in my pants, basically, without anyone seeing. So naturally, I bought it, I bought the cheapest thing that he had, which was a, um, I forget the name now. It's a Brazilian brand, um, and it's like two hundred and thirty bucks. Um, nice. Have shot it. Um, it's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but it's um, wedged into Max underwear right now. <laughs> but somewhere in between his thighs. Somewhere there, yeah. As he said, very concealable. But they did run a background check, and you know, there's all this talk about like background checks and how you need to do it. Um, it's fake news, though, right? I mean, it's dude, like- my background check—they, it took. I'm not. This is not a hyperbole. It took literally 25 seconds. Like it was, put my name in. So just Google your name. It. Yeah. I think as I think what it really was is just like, are you a convicted felon? A felon, yeah. And or have you been? Not do you have a history of mental health, but have you been institutionalized for yeah. a mental health issue? Um, have that you was been it. Diagnosed. That was with literally it. I fucking paid cash. And not only did I pay cash, I actually walked out of there without paying him at all. And then, like, he came out and uh, asked me <laughs> asked me to come pay because I forgot that I hadn't paid him because you I was so nervous. To pay him? Yeah, but I was almost in my car. And you didn't draw on him? No, I did not so draw. Listen, Buster, yeah, sure you feeling lucky? But yeah. Anyway, that's all just to say that like it's even the even the legal way of getting the gun is like super easy super but, fucking easy. but if you were if you were a felon which this is the thing that the lap that pd says in the story is that like their their claim is that the rise in the ghost guns is being primarily um used by felons who otherwise wouldn't be able to get a gun and i don't know i mean like that may be true but at this but at the same time like okay anyone with a sense of history knows that la in particular is like an easy place to get guns and it's like and you know um there's also we can finish this thought but there's a separate thing too where it's like there's i think the ghost gun topic is interesting but in terms of like what the real problem is for the gun problem in america which there is a gun problem in america there's a much more obvious thing which is that it's it's legally and you know gray market really easy to get a gun way easier than it is to do with 3d printing you know what i mean yeah see that's the thing it's like my brother who's like an architect and has access to like 3d printing stuff for his work like he made me a lamp one time that was kind of cool it worked yeah Yeah, i mean it, it worked yeah it was dope but it was like a long process and like kind of tedious and it was for, apparently i mean it was is a cool gift but like i just can't imagine like the notion of like clearly there are probably there are people who are manufacturing like weapons off the books for for sale but it just seems like a drop in the ocean when it's just like this country has no fucking gun laws to begin with and it's just like and and this is like what is sort of gotten into in some of these pieces that we've mentioned which is that like what people are really trying to do is like make it illegal to share files like AutoCAD files that are just merely like they're literally like a blueprint, like a schematic and saying like, no, you can't do that because it's a gun. 
Um, let's go and dig into that a little bit more, though, because I think it's a key key point that like this was something that in 2018 there was this guy named Cody Wilson who he's like a he's this libertarian like Austin fella who was like he made you know he was in, like all the Tonight shows and shit because his whole shtick was that he was like going against the Trump administration. Uh, the Justin Department at the time, and he was like trying to um, publicize all these blueprints for, um, I think it was AR-15s and for other stuff too, and it got a lot of traction. And there was a huge call by like a lot of different people to like make a new law to like outlaw the the spread of 3D printed blueprints. But there was a lot of people, you know, conservative people, but there was also like more critical people on the left who were equating, and Jonah, you should go into this, but basically, like, they were saying that, like, to restrict the ability to spread uh, a, a 3D-printed gun blueprint is very similar in a way to, like, saying you can't put um, directions for how to make a bomb online, right? Which is something that has, like, the ACLU has defended, and it's something that is, like, um, kind of a touchstone in like American law, which is that like you can't that's a that's a that's protected under the First Amendment, right? Those type of things until like until it's actually acted on the schematics, the blueprints, the instructions, those are protected speech, right? Yes, definitely. And it's like not even the questions of like, oh, the anarchist cookbook, like distributing, you know, how to make explosives and, and so forth, but like you know, his whole sort of point, I mean, he, this guy is like a fucking, you know, he's like an arc libertarian, and, you know, he has a lot of, I mean, I don't think it's easy to pin this this Cody Wilson character, I mean, like, into any one political ideology, per se. Um, I know that, like, he has um, cited, like, Baudrillard, and right. <laughs> fucking Proudhon. Is he's like a, a character, dude. Marx. He's, yeah, he he's, he's, he's quite a Foucault, too. I, I heard him on, a, on some crazy podcast yeah, recently, too. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, a kooky weird... dude, and, like, you know, I, and I can respect kooky dudes in general. But basically, like, I don't know. I mean, I think he has a fundamental point, which is this, like, dissemination of, like, you know, just, like, schematic documents and, like, you know, in a country where it's legal to own guns, like what the physical the physical um and like geometric uh um like uh sort of components and like re uh capabilities or you know like the the precise um metrics by which these these things exist as physical objects is like you know it's it is sort of silly to say that you can't you know, you can't talk about that when you can just go down to Walmart and, like, fucking buy one in half the country. Um, granted, like, a lot of this comes from a fucking stupid and misguided political ideology, as far as I'm concerned, about, like, every person needs to be, like, a fucking gun-toting Well, that's Yosemite where, that's where Sam, he is, like, is with stupid. the Cody Wilson thing, where it loses the, the plot, because, like, he's very explicit, where he's, like, he does, his worldview is that he wants to see everybody have, like, yeah, as armed as they can. Which is like, I don't know, man. I mean, my thing is that like, I feel like there, we've seen this happen. This is my editorializing, but we've seen this happen with many different iterations of this, where it's like the fundamental issue at play here is that like, guns are protected under the U.S. Constitution, right under the Bill of Rights, 
and we're trying to make all these other like things that are like the problem but like the real problem is that like it is it is your just equally under the constitution just as equally your right to be able to like you know like uh, criticize the government it's also your right to like own a gun and until we fix that problem like we're in a pretty pretty fucked situation you know what i mean and it's like you can call it you can like blame ghost guns you can blame mental illness you can blame all these other things that people blame but like at the end of the day like the u.s has a very unique gun problem because we have a very unique bill of rights that enshrines it as something that we we put up there with sacrosanct with our other top protections yeah i mean it's sort of become that i also want to point out that um this guy cody wilson was indicted for sexual assault because he mm-hmm. met um, a 16-year-old go- girl on a site called Sugar Daddy Meat. Although very similar to the Assange situation, and though, if I may say. Not really, though. It's a little different. I mean, this guy is not... This is just some dickhead <laughs> who's, like, posting fucking guns Listen, online. Listen, to, to the disenfranchised libertarian dudes on forums, he's... A god. <laughs> right, I'm sure he is, because they all want to do what he did, which was committing a second-degree felony by paying a 16-year-old girl $500 for sex in a hotel room in Austin, Texas, in August 2018. So I've heard um, him. I've actually heard him speak about this. Do you do you want to hear what his take is on that? Well, um, just to be just to just to um, further flesh out the case, his passport was revoked by the U.S. government because he was. He was in Taipei, Taiwan when the <laughs> warrant was issued. Um, not a good after look. he was returned, not a good look. After he was returned to the U.S. by the United States Marshal Service in 2018, he was released on a $150,000 bond. And then on August 2019, he pleaded guilty to one third degree felony charge of injury to a child and was sentenced to seven years of probation and required to register as a sex offender. Um, uh, they're always, they're always child fuckers, right? They're so, always child fuckers. Dude. He, they're so libertarians. His... <laughs> it's just like, it's guns, but it's like it's really age of consent, shit. right? I mean, his argument uh, is that he was a. Um, he said this publicly, um, is that he was a sugar daddy, um, and that he didn't know her age. But um, cool man. It's called just like, you know, I get it. You're like an anti-gov guy. Like, you don't believe in state ID, but like, maybe ask her her birthday before you, um, you know, pay her $500 for sex acts. Um, yeah, so this guy's clearly, you know, a libertarian died in the wool. Yeah, at least, well, at least he's uh, he committed. He is who he says yeah. he is. That's for damn sure. Not, not some Rand Paul shit. Not some Rand Paul shit. Um, but yeah, so the gun thing, I mean... Broadly speaking, I mean, this is definitely going to be a thing. I mean, there's no, there's no stopping it. People are going to use the internet and what have you. But I just think it's also like the degree to which it's a, it's like used as a fig leaf to make it illegal to download shit online is stupid because anyone can get a gun like a real gun that was created by a real gun manufacturer and you don't have to go through too many hoops to do that. Yeah, and I think but and I think though too that like if we look at the rate of change, it is a fair point of concern to say that like not too far from now the cost of 3D printing and like the accessibility is going to come much lower, right? That's just how it's going and like you know, it's not it's not that this isn't an issue because I think it potentially could be, but as we talked about off mic there is like another 
if you're talking about like gun safety and gun crime is a much more glaring first issue right where it's like this is something that's on the horizon that we should be thinking about but also right now there's a much more practical and easy way to get guns um and like it seems like that should be something that we prioritize first but um that's not to be said that like in the future you know, I can see it. I can see a, a future where, like, this is something that we have to sort of like revisit and sort of think about because, um, you know, like, three D printing is like becoming more accessible. It is becoming cheaper, um, which for a lot of things is good, right? Like a lot of medical stuff, a lot of like like um, you know, manufacturing. It's like a good thing, but inevitably it's going to touch guns too. But I just don't see. It goes back to what we were saying before. I don't see like if you're you know, some low-tech guy who's, like, committing crimes that, like, why you wouldn't just pay some dude you know to give you, like, a pre-bought gun versus, like, doing all these other extra hoops of, like, going on the dark web and, like, figuring out who's going to be your supplier for a 3D-printed gun and shit and then try to make it fit with your other, like, attachments for your AR-15 and then maybe it just melts when you shoot it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like... Why not just, just go turns down into the street and buy like and... fucking a fucking Glock from some dude's brother who like yes. probably bought it from a gun show to begin? I with. mean, we're yeah. awash in guns, folks. Like, let's not like, you know, it's sort of like you know the Hoover Dam has been fully ruptured, and we're like trying to block up a creek that's like five miles upstream because it will eventually lead there. It's like, dude, which makes you think that it's like, if you're being cynical, that it's just like it's a way to not to avoid the bigger thing right which i think is true i think it's probably true but it um, is also a sort of a new frontier and like we'll see i mean you know you can you can bet your bottom dollar that we're going to keep our eye on it listener um as your uh, as your protectors and as your friends here at the future is out here at the Futures Out, we want to make sure that everyone has a 3D printer. Wait, um, no, we're, we're not well, your, your friend. <laughs> yeah, we want to make sure you have a real gun. Um, and that's why you should visit our online shop. Um, it's, coming, it's coming online soon, so just watch this space. Um, make sure to download the high-quality file when you download yeah make the, sure uh, yeah don't 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 like just right click and hit download because you'll get a uh, low res file and then your gun will explode in your hand while you're trying to duel your enemy um yeah so but well the, all of that will be in the readme file um but okay um all of that being said i think we can probably sign off for today what do you say man um yeah loose fit it was great um it's great being back um the future is out, dude. Um, we're always going to be here. And uh, even if the future is out, me and Mac are here now. Yeah, he's a sleepy boy, so we have to sign off. Um, until next time, Mac. Cheers. Bye.